Caution. Learning in progress. Hello and welcome back to Smarter Every Season, the podcast that's brought to you by the product support team here at Precision Planning. And we aim to make our listeners smarter every season. Hence the name. It only makes sense, right guys? So we're going to pick up on a conversation from a previous episode. And the last time that we talked, discussed launching kind of a series into planner maintenance. And uh, we kind of gave a little bit of an overview around what we were going to talk about and how we were going to go through the next, I think it was about eight episodes. And so to continue on that, because after the introduction, we moved into uh, bar height and levelness. And now session two, we're going to talk about row cleaners and parallel arms. And for anybody that's wondering why we're lumping those two together, the conversation kind of starts and, and uh, focuses primarily, primarily around bushings and bearings. Yeah, as, as we were going through and hashing the maintenance, the, the why, what, what about those? What am I looking at to maintain? What am I trying to service? And then what value does that cause for me? How, what, what am I solving or securing ergonomically? So I said, right, guys, earlier, and then I did a dumb thing where I didn't pause and actually wait for you guys to acknowledge what I said. So that was Paul Harms. I'm joined here by Hans Stetsman Hi, as well. He's back with us. And I've got Nolan Kitterman over to my left. Well, thank you. Hello. Hello. Thanks for welcoming us in. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, just, I felt like if I didn't uh, reintroduce everybody, it was kind of, I mean, it's the same crew as the previous episode where it we is. started talking about planner maintenance, but I want everybody to know. We're here. Yeah. Definitely. So, Paul, you kind of teed it up. Um, the conversation is around bushings and bearings. What do I need to be aware of or what, what can I check with those things to make sure that my row cleaners and parallel arms are healthy? So that's where, and, and Hans and I did a lot of brainstorming on this. I'm a lot, but we, we, we brainstormed this out a little bit of when you look at servicing or maintaining your parallel arms and your row cleaners, what are the distinct or unique items that you're actually servicing? Well, that's your bushings and your bearings, primarily. Why do we want to focus on those? Hans, you, had a, you phrased it up nicely, but what about those causes uh, a yield hit or a drop in performance on that row unit? Well, on parallel arms particularly, you're referring just to a, a part, that part of it is where you're headed with it? Uh, I was thinking more in general, if you look at the larger scope. Of maintenance in general. Uh, if those bearings and bushings get out of maintenance, their seized bearings don't roll smoothly or your bushings get out of tolerance and there's too much slop in that row unit, what happens? What's the impact on the row unit? On the row unit. So if you're getting loose bearings and bushings on the row unit, what you're running into is you start to run into issues with, you, you get a lot of chatter for one. The row unit has a lot more movement up and down, side to side, left to right, and t tip to tail. You'll get a lot of that action with, with the parallel arm issue. But you basically get a lot of issues with that, also with depth control, and then downforce are kind of the big key pieces. And all of those goes back to the agronomy piece of what, of, of your goal of getting seed to the ground. So is that where you're going with that? Yeah, that's that's exactly where I was thinking of. It's just adding chatter. I think you use that word chatter. Yep. It's a yo-yo. It's too hard to hold it smoothly and consistently. And if it's, yep. if it's moving inconsistently, then I'm going to get the same things we talked about in the first episode with the row unit being tipped too far forward or backwards. Yep. Yeah, if that's loose, your row unit can go from tip to tail because you got rocking motions that way, but then you also have side to side movement because your parallel arms are loose, and now you can get in this row unit leaning to one side versus the other, which creates an issue with seed fall down to the seed tube. But actually, I think probably the bigger one of the bigger issues that I run into though is the effect that it has on downforce. 
Yeah, if you have a controlled downforce, it's ma- it's magnified worse on a controlled system than on a just a, a manual setting. Yes, yep, and it's worse on something that's got a down and lift scenario. Um, because if you think about what you're doing, when you're pushing down, when you apply downforce to a row unit, you're pushing on the top and bottom bar- parallel arms together to push the row unit in the ground. Well, if you've got a loose parallel arm bushings where they're slopping there, that row unit, that force can all of a sudden shift or not be there because the parallel arms have moved back and forth. So if you all of a sudden encounter something harder than what you're pushing down on, all of a sudden that parallel arm rocks back and they're slopping there. So now your force that you've applied doesn't match what what you've got going on in the system. So parallel arm linkage systems and the movement within those can very negatively affect a downforce system. Yeah, I'll add on to that just with some of the things that I've seen with Delta, Delta force, force specifically or with downforce uh, and row cleaners. Basically, if a bearing on even a coulter or a row cleaner would seize up, it has a plowing effect, right? So instead of like, for lack of a better word, tickling debris out of the way, basically it's plowing that top layer of soil. And I mean, the way that the system is designed to work, we're seeking a certain weight uh, between the ground and the gauge wheels. And so as dirt is essentially displaced from where the opening discs and gauge wheels are going to go, the system is going to continue to push down till we get the desired weight on the gauge wheels. And we kind of create that yo-yoing effect where the system kind of chases its tail because eventually what's going to happen is that bearing hopefully will, will break loose or start to turn again. And then, like I say, Delta Force is kind of, of chasing its tail. Uh, so you see times on a downforce map where we look like we're losing ground contact and the system is applying as much force as it can. So a good symptom of, of what you would see on a downforce report would be that yo-yo effect, over-apply, under-apply, yes. over-apply, under-apply, as it's chasing its tail. It's trying to make a command or take an action, and by the time it can carry that action out, the scenario or the environment on the row unit has shifted, and now it needs to react again the opposite direction. Yes. Because of a maintenance issue. That's, that's, that's shifted. It's not that the downforce, a maintenance issue at this point is causing a ground conditions that a downforce system can't, can't yeah. fix at but that it, point. And I think, too, it's interesting because it goes deeper than just, like, you know, inability to clear trash, if you will, with a, a row cleaner bearing that seizes. But now I'm actually displacing the dirt around where my furrow is going to be Correct. created. Now my opening discs, my gauge wheels, my seed firmer are all affected by this. Correct. It's a an issue because now all of a sudden, as your row cleaner blows everything out, now you have nothing for your gauge wheels to sit in. So your whole row unit sits lower, trying to push ground contact. So you just you compound the problem because you're actually pushing the row unit in the ground again. Yeah. To get there, that kind of led us into row cleaners as a whole and the the, the concept between loose parallel arms or in that context bushings and bearings. Row cleaners kind of have the same same concept. You still have bushings on a row cleaner. You still have bearings on a row cleaner. The same concept is that you want to make sure that those are loose, they are not loose, so they don't seize up. That you have free motion of, on your row cleaner, so they don't get stuck. Yeah, the lumping together in my mind was on on almost any or almost every floating style or moving style row cleaner. I've got a set of arms on that row cleaner that need to move up and down. I've got parallel arms; those are all bushings. I need those to be solid and stable. And then on the row cleaner side, I've got bearings that keep the rotation of items. So bushings, bearings, that's just general maintenance health of those items. One, the bushings cause me a significant amount of pain on row unit behavior. They add chatter and yep. cause that problem. 
a bearings is different because that's not adding chatter. That's causing a stopping of the actual rotation. Correct. How does that should be straightforward, but lay it out to me in, in layman's terms of if I have a row cleaner that stops rotation or doesn't roll as smooth, smooth as it should, where's my pain? Your agronomic pain is from the fact that you now start a plowing scenario, which you now set multiple things in agronomy starts to get affected by that point because now you are blowing out the top profile out, which means that your soil moisture is going to be different, which probably means your soil temp is also going to be different because you're going deeper with that row compared to the rows beside it. And your delta force system is now trying to overcome that. So you just can keep plowing even deeper, trying to get that uh, gauge wheel to reach ground contact. So you're going to get mucky dirt, probably too wet of ground. You're going to get as disturbed furrow and soil temp, and then you're also going to have trouble actually creating the furrow because you've blown so much of the dirt out of way that your actual in-ground depth is going to be a lot less than that and what your target is. It can also come back and affect our row unit ride because a lot of times the row cleaners don't clear a full path in front of your gauge wheels, and now your gauge wheels have, instead of a one or three-quarter inch bulge uh, or lump of soil on the outside edge of the gauge wheel, think of a four-inch gauge wheel, my row cleaners clear three inches of path, the outside one inch is probably a little bit of raise there. That's why some people target towards the narrow gauge wheels. As soon as I start bulldozing with that row cleaner, now I've got a bigger hill on that outside edge. My row, my gauge wheels aren't holding the side of the furrow open completely. They're not firming that soil because they're held up on this big ridge on the outside. Yep, exactly. You'll start to be, you have issues then holding the trench open. Okay. So the other bearing that's down in that environment we're not normally very large on where this bearing lives uh, just because we have experienced too many pain points by our customers and users with, with a coulter. Uh, uh, no-till coulter specifically uh, is what we're referring to here. <laughs> that that, that no-till coulter does have a bearing in it as well. And if you've got one and you're using it, A, service that bearing, but probably more important is make sure that it is set to the correct depth. Yeah, that's the key piece. We talked a little bit about it in the bar height um, in the bar level where if you have your parallel arms running, if you're not level on top, that coulter is running deeper than what it's supposed to. And when you get a, get a, a coulter that's running deeper than your discs, now you are actually created a false bottom to your furrow. You have a slot that goes all the way below your actual furrow creation of your disc openers. And now you got very inconsistent depth when the sea can fall below that bottom of the furrow. So uh, depth is a key piece of, of the coulter if you're going to run one. Yeah, I'll make a comment on there as well. Most of the times that I've seen this bite someone has been when maintenance has been done, uh, i.e. that disc is worn, I'm going to throw a new one on. But the last time it was depth set was with the worn down blade after a season or two, and now I'm, I'm already cutting a, a much deeper slot. It's amazing how much wear you can get out of those discs. They shrink a long ways. They do. A and worn disc is a lot smaller than the big than the new disc. And you can you can continue to adjust those down. And depending on whether it's it's heavily flighted or just a straight blade, that can have a big impact on what the soil is that we're trying to create our furrow out of, or if there's much of a furrow there to create. Yep, because your your big flutes. If you have a really big flute, you're blowing a lot of dirt. You have a lot more dirt that moves at that point. I've seen a, a lot of very ugly downforce maps in situations where row cleaners and coulters were set deeper than planter planting depth. Yeah. Yeah. Emergence looked pretty awful as well. I would assume so. I'm, I just like haven't that. seen that. I've seen more maps where yeah. that's the case. All right. Let's recap that. So working backwards, 
if I'm doing anything with a coulter, I definitely need to make sure that I get my depth set correctly there. Uh, service and maintenance on the bearing, first and foremost. I guess that would be second. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do that maintenance on the bearing there. Row cleaners, I definitely need those wheels and bearings there to be rolling and spinning. That way I avoid the bulldozing and destroying the furrow soil environment. Working back up, parallel arms and row cleaner arms all have bushings and bearings present. And we need those to be up to spec. We need those to be up to spec so that they're not affecting row unit ride, which affects my seating, my seat placement, my downforce, my closing, anything that's going to make that row unit chatter or vibrate or be inconsistent in its contact to the soil is definitely going to cost me. Did we miss anything? Is there anything? Uh, just, uh, just a comment on parallel arms and even some row cleaners, there are a lot of different uh, aftermarket things that are, are companies that are addressing some of the wear issues within parallel arms and in, in the row units and in the, the row cleaners. Um, I'm not going to go through and talk through all of them, but I think the just the awareness that there are some really good options out there that um, will tighten up and reduce wear on those, and those are those are high-value adds to a, a row unit. So just as a they're out there, there are great systems. OEMs can also work with it well, but um, there are some aftermarket systems that are very well for that, very well suited for that. Well, thank you guys. I think that pretty well puts a bow on uh, row cleaners and parallel arms. So with that, stay tuned. On our next session, session three, we're going to get into disc openers and uh, gauge wheels. For Paul Harms, Hans Stetsman, Nolan Kitterman, thank you, and we'll talk to you again next time.